0: Amen. Thank you so much. Well, it's good to see you all. I have you all on the big screen up there. So forgive me if you see me looking up. It's not because of the fact that I've seen an angel. It's because we've got you on the big screen so that Eileen and my son can actually see you. Well, let's look at Psalm 100. Now, I only have 10 minutes here and I want to use those 10 minutes well. As I was reflecting since the beginning of the pandemic in March, I was saying, saying, Lord, you know, What is it that you're trying to say to us through this and i reflected on the western democracies in in my mind it was like it was business and commerce as usual and in my mind without any sense of you know a need for god getting involved you know in fact uh, paul says you know that when we live our lives and with no thought for god that is actually a form of ungodliness you know if you listen to the news you know the one for laura klinsberg you know so though the governments that were running the planet and there was no need whatsoever for God or any help from him or any intervention from him. Then the COVID pandemic came upon us. And you remember the prime minister, I think it was the 23rd of March, announced that, for, that we would have to stay inside, stay safe. And my attention was brought to this psalm, Psalm 100, Psalm 100, and particularly to verse three. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So let's just take a few moments to reflect on the verse because I'm going to focus in just on that verse. I've got two things that I want to just bring out here. And the reality is with 10 minutes, I've got to do it really well. So let's look at the verse. Know that the Lord, he is God. I don't know if you remember back, but the last message that we had together as a community of St. Saviors was when John and Ann Coles came and they preached from Acts chapter 4, 24 to 31. And you remember it was Sovereign Lord. Or let me read it for you. So when they had heard, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in it, who by the mouth of your servant David said, why do the nations rage and the people plot vain things the kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers who gather together against the lord and his christ i remember it distinctly that it was sovereign lord look the lord is still god he still rules in the affairs of men and women covid didn't take god by surprise he wasn't sitting there thinking oh my goodness i didn't realize that was going to happen If you actually read Psalm 2, the Psalm of the Messiah Prince, as Spurgeon called it, he says that God sits in heaven and laughs. He looks at all the strategies of men and he thinks to himself, well, you guys really think you're clever, but I'm still running things. You see, Psalm 24, 1 tells us this, what? The earth is the Lord's and all that dwells therein. Friends, don't forget that. If you take all your information for what is going on by the media, whether it be by the newspaper or by the news reports, and you don't, take time as we will say a little later to immerse yourself in the world you would think that the politicians are running the world that's not true it's still god's world you know in the space of five months the economies of the world were brought to a stand bar, standstill by a virus no one could see for the first time since the second world war business and commerce had to cease and people's movements were restricted what happened people had time to reflect For the first time they felt vulnerable. Their incomes and households came under threat from the virus. We we could no longer go to church. Something that we've done every Sunday for thousands of years. People in lockdown had to have time to reflect on the truly important issues of this life. The the Daily Telegraph reported that the coronavirus pandemic has resulted in a 50% surge in online searches for prayer as people turn to religion to cope with feelings of anxiety and hopelessness, new researchers found. In March 2020, the share of Google researches for prayer surged to the highest level ever recorded, surpassing all major events that otherwise call for prayer, such as Christmas, Easter, Ramadan, analysis has revealed. The COVID pandemic, I believe, has created a, crea- a shift in our secular humanistic society. And we as the church need to discover our public voice and declare that the Lord is God. And we have a message of hope to all who are in despair of their future. You remember what Jesus said when he came into that temple in Luke 4, 18 from Isaiah 61, 3. He said, I've come to bind up the brokenhearted. I've come to set the captives free. I've come to comfort. All those who mourn in Zion, and we know some of our folk are mourning in Zion, and may you be comforted by a God who understands your pain and your loss. But let's consider the last part of the verse. It is He who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. You know what? This means that we were created by God. We are not creators of our own destiny. Our societies try to assimilate us into the idea that we are creators of our own destiny. The verse strikes at the heart of secular humanistic culture that says, in effect, that we will decide what is right and we will decide what is wrong. It originates from the garden when Adam and Eve fell for the lie that they, if they ate off the tree of good and evil, they would be like God. The fact was they were like God. Look what Genesis 1, 27 tells us. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. Friends, the battle that goes on in the Western society, the plan of the enemy is to destroy the image of God in men and women. And the purpose of Jesus is to come to restore the image of God in each one of us. We belong to God. He created us. And wherever our lives are out of alignment, with what is best for us we usurp his rule and rightful authority over our lives friends this is a time for us to to see by the power of the spirit where our lives are out of alignment because if we are created by him then he knows what's best for us so we need to just take that time to reflect the pandemic has made us take time to reflect on our own vulnerability and our need to invite God, the Father, back into our lives. We are the sheep of his pasture. He has ordained boundaries for us to live within Physical, emotional, moral boundaries, therefore our good. If you take time to read through the Torah, the first five books of the, of the New Testament, Old Testament, you'll see how God takes Joseph down into Egypt and as 70 people. And after 430 years of gestation they become a nation but they're a slave nation so when they come out under Moses God gives them civil laws he gives them moral laws he gives them ceremonial laws so that they can live as an organized society that is distinct from the societies that were around them so God has given us his word to frame our lives so in the short bit of time we have now How then do we live as sheep of his pasture? I refer you to the beautiful summary of Ruth's book that Bex made some weeks ago, where she said about the fact that we need to get immersed in his story. If you're a follower of Jesus, you need to immerse yourself in the story of the Bible, the grand narrative from creation to decreation to resurrection and the restoring of all things. Get into his story for instance if you don't do that then you will be assimilated into the story that is around us the secular humanist idea the idea that we're in a pluralistic society and we can our private and public life are different look the, if you don't do that you will be assimilated into that story the, the babylonians what they used to do when they took over a nation is that they assimilated that nation and made them a vassal nation so that they took on door the ideas and the concepts that they had this is exactly what's happening in our society today that's why it's crucial that we immerse ourselves in the grand narrative of the bible but we also need to immerse ourselves in how Jesus fulfills that story through the incarnation through the, through the cross where he came God contracted to a span incomprehensibly man but on that cross he made an open show of principalities and powers. He triumphed over. He erased every sin, every decree, everything that was hostile to us. He dealt with it at the cross. And then from the cross, he went down and took back the authority that was taken for us in the garden. And now it says he sits at the right hand of the majesty on high, having made purification for your sin and my sin once and for all. And then the wonderful resurrection. This is our blessed hope that death is not the end. That as Matt said, you he weren't here, but he said that we worship a God who's alive and we have a resurrection that one day we will see him face to face. And finally. And this is what Beck said, but, you know, friends, I'm going to say it now. And some of the people in my uh, my hub group as well, it's not that book again, but you folks, you need to read Pete Hughes's book, All Things New, so that you can get a, a, a grip on what I'm going here. What's what's in my heart here? finally become part of the story by living as sheep as his pasture as we come out from under the kind of secular humanist assimilation that has taken place and emerges of as people of his word and of his spirit full of compassion full of courage full of creativity living gospel-shaped lives and living out the redemptive story in our neighborhoods and in our world. You know why? Because God is good. God is good. And he's not just good because he answers your prayers. He's good because as when Moses said, show me your glory, he said, I I can't show you my glory, but I am God. I'm compassionate. I'm merciful. I'm long suffering. That's the God that we serve. And friends, we can come before him with thanksgiving that whatever's going on in this planet pandemic, the Lord is still God. We are his sheep. You don't belong to yourself. God created you in his creative genius. He created men and women. The pinnacle of his creation in his plan through the redemptive work of the cross is to restore unto that which was stolen from us in the garden, that we might walk in the freedom and the liberty and the power and the authority of who he made us in Christ Jesus, so we can come before him with thanksgiving. I pray that as you hear this word, it would encourage you, it would strengthen you. You would recognize that you are not an accident, that God has a plan for your life, that He made you in His creative genius, and He has a plan for your life. So, we belong to Him. It is He who has made us, not we ourselves. We are His sheep and the sheep of His pasture. Therefore, enter His courts with praise. Come before Him. With thanksgiving, don't be miserable because the Lord is good and the Lord is God.